All right, one second, guys. All right, guys. Welcome, everyone. This is Optimus Fields at My Living Truth, and this is episode 138 of Bitcoin Kindergarten. Before I introduce the show and before I introduce my co-host and everything, we are at block height 723,680 in all-time high, guys. These blocks keep on rolling in, and the price course you're here for the price talk the price per bitcoin is forty four thousand one hundred and five dollars per bitcoin in moscow time that is two thousand two hundred and sixty seven sats per dollar and of course guys tonight's episode is brought to you by simply bitcoin in my humble opinion it's simply the best daily bitcoin only news content on youtube if you're not watching nico and phil every day you're just not going to make it, guys. It's pure pleb signal. They're giving you that heat rock every single day. I'm amazed by their work ethic. These guys are amazing over there. Go watch them. Go follow them. Go give our boys the love they deserve. Well, without further ado, Wynicus, what's up, dude? We missed you last week. How are you doing? How are the jungles doing down there on the other sides of the world? uh i'm really happy to be back i i did miss you guys and i'm i'm happy to see that we're not canceled so that's that's great that we can keep doing this and yeah the other side of the world is good i'm currently sitting on a hammock getting bitten by mosquitoes here but ready to talk bitcoin possibly or other things we'll see yeah guys you you don't see the behind the scenes photos of Wynikis's bitcoin nomadic life but i think every other day i'm like bro i need to get on your level because he's he's a he's low-key kind of like an insta influencer kind of guy but he's low-key about it like he's a humble guy whiny kiss uh win insta etha account um i mean if you guys give me 850 dollars i'll i'll give you access to my content Hey, that's fire. Co signed. <laughs> well, Wynikus, what a what a week. And actually, guys, I don't think we've done a teacher's lounge, a toxic teacher's lounge in a few weeks. That's kind of why we are here tonight. Shoot from the hip. Hopefully gonna get some good laughs and we'll cover all the crazy stuff that's been happening lately. I think the first thing we will we'll jump into is uh, the Canadian Freedom Convoy. Because that seems to be all the rage. I am uh, unashamedly kind of out of the loop. I've been, uh, I guess you would say, Bitcoin detoxing. Like I said on Twitter, I got a surfboard recently. So I've kind of been in the water a little more. Not following this as as tight as I should be. But Wynikus was recapping me. So Wynikus, you want to jump in, recap this stuff, and then we'll jump into some conversation about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm well-versed in this kind of stuff either, but I know that some of the major events that occurred as far as these protests go and these truckers going to Ottawa is um, these crowdfunding platforms like GoFundMe, and I forget the name of the other ones, were freezing 
were freezing funds that were supposed to be distributed to these truckers and others at these protests. And essentially, the Canadian government intervened and decided what to do with the funds. And now there's some even more pressure as far as freezing bank accounts and having uh, details as far as who's participating financially in these kinds of movements. So pretty much, yeah, I mean, if you have a difference of opinion politically, then you're at the whims of the government to freeze your accounts, which is something us as Bitcoiners have been scared about for years i would say and we've been we've been calling this out and obviously with everything happening over the last couple of years it's been magnified and it seems like a major country a quote-unquote democracy is actually taking action which is pretty scary to see so it's an interesting time i think it's a a pretty interesting social stress test that we're witnessing and how to manage as far as distributing bitcoin um, educating people on what it is that they're receiving, how they can spend it, use it, create circular economies. I mean, there's there's lots to talk about. But yeah, I mean, I, I would love to hear like other people's thoughts on on what's going on in Canada. One thing that's for sure is this is definitely some of the best advertising I think we can have for Bitcoin in regards to why we are so adamant and uh, savage and toxic in regards to Bitcoin. If if a government is going to try to shut down your protest, first thing they're going to go for is your money. And I think if someone is paying attention, they will notice that an apolitical money is, is definitely the route to go here. But there is a lot of education out there. And I mean, personally, I was on Twitter talking about I know I'm, I might get some flack for this, guys, and um, I, I might get some, what do they call it, hodl mania or something like that is the meme, but I was kind of one of the ones on Twitter like, guys, uh, don't donate anything to people that don't know what they're doing with the Bitcoin. I know I might get some backlash to that, and I, I hope people disagree with me, but I was telling people to reread Everyone's a Scammer and don't scam yourself out of your future riches, even if you are very adamant about a cause. So I know I'm a, I'm kind of the counter counterculture. I'm, I'm a hodl Bitcoin toxic maximalist telling you not to spend your Bitcoin. Of course, I'm going to get that bullet. But I think, you know, it, there's a point to be made about maybe we need to educate people versus just giving them money because... If they just need the money, they will just try to sell it for fiat. And like we saw the aftermath, the Canadian government is shutting down on cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and shitcoin. And the first place they can attack are the exchanges. So unless people are in the circular economy of Bitcoin and want to buy and spend from producers that will take Bitcoin, I'm not so sure this is the best route to go about and i know bitcoiners can get very excited about um you know pushing uh mass adoption and hopefully this will resolve better but like winekis was telling me there seems to be some kind of issues with the distribution of the bitcoin i think it's now almost illegal to distribute the bitcoin so shit's going down so furthermore i mean 
I, I, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I, can, I can't say it. That'll probably get me in trouble. So I'm going to pass it off and then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Uh, let me see. Oh, we got, we got some people. Uh, Jim, Hobo, Michael. We even got Nick coming up. Uh, you guys got some thoughts and, and I'll bounce off thoughts from you guys before I get myself in some, some heat from being too heated. <laughs> yeah. So I got a few things here. Um, a couple things that stand out to me. The absurdity of what represents government or the people that represent government and the idea that they can just magically write new, some new words on paper, making something that's benign, like honking your horn, generally benign, let's say. Uh, now it's illegal. No one can honk their horn or, you know, they can just steal your money because they can control the system. All of this shines a spotlight on that for people that can see it. Um, I do agree with you that sending a whole bunch of Bitcoin to even people that seem trustworthy in the space um, I, without naming names. I believe there were some people with very good intentions that were trustworthy enough to accept Bitcoin on behalf of truckers. But then it has to get passed around eventually. Someone's got to do it. Somebody's got to make sure the right people get it. And it's just like any fundraising thing. It's hard to know if the right people get the money that they should get and, and who determines who should get what. Right. There's way too many layers of complicated elements there um but the world still gets to see that money that can't be controlled by government can get through and all the other stuff gets blocked because a few people have power um so there's a there's a bunch of things that are highlighted here to the extent that that information filters through to the general public but little by little it's getting through i think so some good and some bad in there what are you going to do Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, just catch me up to speed because I just joined Optimus. You were talking about the uh, the Canadian truckers and the Bitcoin. Was that the topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, uh, first on the Canadian convoy, and then it got onto the funds. Yeah. And so then the whole the whole that in general. So from what I know so far, um, I'm really close with Jesse Wilms. I talk to her pretty much every day now but she's she's from ottawa she lives in canada i'm not sure if she's still in ottawa but she's very familiar with what's been going on there and i've been having um you know direct contact with her pretty much every day and from what i know that so far with the funds and i'm not sure if this has changed in the past day or two since i learned this but from what i understand 80 per so greg foss BTC sessions and uh, Jeff Booth are no longer key holders. Um, it's been changed to a different different wallet controlled by different key holders that um, no one knows except for a select few people. So there is some element of trust that the funds will get to the truckers. Um, and so far, the plan is 80% of the funds are going to be held on to right now, just, you know, to see how this plays out and correctly allocate funds in the future to whatever's needed most. And then 20% of the funds will be delivered to the truckers on a hardware wallet to use for hotels, food, etc. Not really sure how that plays out, you know, getting the hardware wallet with the Bitcoin to the truckers and then how the fuck do they use it once they get there? Because um, unless they're using it, P, uh, you know, P to P, and how do they pass it around to all the other truckers? And, you know, just other normal people just there protesting? I, I have no idea. But um, I think it's incredibly important what's going on right now. Like, 
you know, Trudeau's government is really gunning to usher in communism. And this is the point where it's like, like, it makes me really happy when I see the truckers say that, like, they'll literally fight to the death for their freedom because that's what it's going to take, unfortunately, because there's this, you know, radical, tyrannical government in control. And they like the World Economic Forum does not want to lose Canada, uh, you know, under their control right now. And shit's going to get really bad. But I think a lot of the younger Canadians are really starting to realize that if they don't stand up and fight now that, you know, their future kids will never know, you know, the freedoms they once had. And um, this is something that, you know, they can't just wait on and hope it gets better because it won't, you know, their government will never give them back their power unless they, they protest and win it back. So um, Bitcoin plays a huge part in this. You know, you saw today the, uh, the government blacklisted a bunch of uh, wallets. Um, So what that means is that it just means that, the exchanges there and institutions there cannot interact with those wallets, meaning that if they wanted to sell the Bitcoin and liquidate it into cash, they can't do that anymore. All everything has to be done P to P now with those wallets. And, um, which is fine because it just forces people to create this like little circular economy there. But the problem is a lot of the people there probably are brand new to Bitcoin. They're not comfortable with it. And it's all about onboarding people to Bitcoin there now, preferably over Lightning, just because it makes everything easier. It's going to be a huge learning curve. Um, I've heard a lot of people say they don't know if it can be done. I think it can be done because when you're backed into a corner and you have literally no other option and you're fighting for your life and your freedom, you're going to learn real quick. Uh, what you need to do and and how to get it done and um i'm i'm super i'm super bullish on it but i'm really just praying for all the freedom fighters in in canada you just reminded me nick of that safe adeen quote where he said the uh, bitcoin won't be adopted like the iphone because it's cool it will be adopted like gunpowder for your survival And I think you made a great point in saying that, you know, people in Canada are in the predicament where it's essentially they either figure out how to use Bitcoin or they're pretty much fucked. So it's a matter of survival. So I have faith that they will figure it out. I know they're definitely in a predicament right now. And, uh, you know, only time is on their side. So I agree with you, Nick, that this is a silver lining and i think the pendulum is swinging back towards freedom with canada because you know the last two years we were we've been joking about how canada is essentially you know like been communism and it's been it's been like the front of communism everyone knows that canada has basically been taken over by communists and we just have laughed about it but now to see the canadian people fight it's kind of well, I guess in my echo chamber that I've seen, there's there's been this spirit of, of awakening where people are getting not only fed up, but but willing to stand up and say enough is enough. And, and so I think that the, the pendulum is going to swing hard and not only Canada is going to going to fight back, but another solid minority will fight back everywhere else. And I think oh. the world's waking up, man. At least that's what I feel. And of course, I'm hopeful and naive sometimes, but that's the feeling I get. Oh, 100%. And like, you know, um, 
going off what you said about the safening quote, it, it's really interesting to see how some people who just didn't understand Bitcoin as a store of value, you know, they're like, oh, Bitcoin's too volatile. Why would I ever store my value in it? You know, people didn't understand it as a medium of exchange. They're like, you know, this is too hard to use. I don't understand why wouldn't I just use dollars? A lot of these people like everyone has their own little Bitcoin light bulb moment. And a lot of people who didn't realize the value of Bitcoin as a store of value or medium of exchange, they're going to uh, realize its value for something else. And a lot of people now, especially in Canada, are realizing its value as, you know, money separate from state, something that can't be censored and is very difficult to seize. Um, but kind of going off your next point um what we're already seeing love the bong rip but, <laughs> but um we're already seeing you know freedom convoys you know happen all over the world now you know in france and unfortunately their government's being extremely tyrannical to them and like beating their people and stuff but you know you, you follow sam and um he's po he's sending me videos and pictures of you know trucker convoys happening in New Zealand. And then you have um, just in uh, all over Europe and like they're really trying. That's why I always think like this Ukraine versus Russia is just such bullshit and they're trying to distract everyone from what's going on in Canada and what's going on from all over the world. Like people desperately fighting for their freedom against this, uh, you know, real run to usher in global communism. And, you know, I hate to say it, but like Bukele was right when he was like, you know, they're just trying to distract you from everything. You know, the real war is really happening in places like Canada and Germany. Um, it's yeah. And, and, uh, letting them have the freedom to assemble and trying to stop the protests and making this illegal. And that's, that's a serious problem. Like if we don't act now, it's only, only, only going to spread. Hey, can I, can I ask anybody in the crowd there that uh, is from the Great White North? I see our favorite ginger from the Great North is in the house. I, know. I, I, I see him. I, I want to see him come up. We'd love to hear your, uh, your perspective, what your neighbors say, what the vibe is, where you are. I hate to put you on the spot, but I don't know. If not, Michael, I see you unmuting yourself. Yeah, what's up? What's up, guys? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, interesting stuff happening in Canada. I always felt like this was going to, uh, you know, that's where, like, the fight in North America was going to start. Um, because it's just a socialist country and so much of its, so much of, uh, its economy is based on the government. So... Uh, here we are. And um, yeah, the whole Bitcoin situation over there, I, I kind of tweeted about this. I, I kind of figured that it, the donation situation was going to be a shit show. Like Bitcoiners, they get excited when they see an opportunity to, you know, use freedom money. And I just figured that it was going to, it was, you know, it, it was going to deal with some growing pains and we were going to learn some lessons uh, especially like, I didn't think they thought the fund was going to get as big as it got. And then now we're dealing with, you know, close to a million, uh, dollars worth of Bitcoin. So, you know, to manage that and to distribute that is going to be a full-time job. 
the other thing that I noticed is that, you know, as Canada cracks down on the financial on and off ramps, you know, it really, it really highlights the necessity for, you know, a circular economy because Bitcoin does no good to them if they can't buy the resources they need to keep on, you know, fighting. So it's another thing I noticed is that we really need to uh, start building out like a parallel economy in which Bitcoin Bitcoiners can fully interact with in Bitcoin and not have to, you know, use fiat on and off ramps. And um, I'm a lot more, I would say, uh, I don't want to say pessimistic because I'm, I'm very optimistic about the future. And I feel like this is just something that humanity has to go through, right? This might be like the final battle of communism that we face uh, because it's a worldwide attempt and they've revealed themselves. But I do think that governments are going to get a lot more tyrannical. I think it's going to get a lot, a lot more dangerous for everyone. And um, we just need to prepare for that. We need to like prepare mentally for that because we can just look at history and what has occurred there. And I don't think that, you know, the nature of tyrants has changed, right? They want absolute control over our lives and they're willing to go to great lengths, as we can see with Trudeau right now, to do so. So we just need to keep that in mind and really understand the, the adversaries we're dealing with. And so, yeah, that's all I got to say for right now. So, so Michael, I actually uh, love what you said, and I'm happy to see you here. Um, but there's one thing that I disagree with. I think, like, you know, if you're a trucker, you have some Bitcoin, and you start asking people if they accept Bitcoin, you'll quickly find your, your freedom-loving people who are going to help you out who want to hold the Bitcoin, right? And Bitcoin is, is, is hodling tech. You're going to find somebody who's going to want to take it from you, and they'll buy you whatever you need, and they'll give you cash. You know, um, you know, if you can get non KYC Bitcoin with no premium, <laughs> you know, it's pretty great, man. And the way they're distributing it, they're distributing it in a way, hopefully, where it doesn't like lead back to their identities. Right. So <laughs> there's no list, hopefully, being stored anywhere. And in that case, like, I don't know, man, you know, you, I think you can find somebody always to take your money, your gold, your Bitcoin, you know, just uh, yeah, man, good, good to have you here. And I love what you said. Yeah, so I don't disagree. I, I think that this is just like, this is the pressure that's necessary for that type of emergent economy, parallel economy to come about. And uh, it's just, it just doesn't happen. You know, it doesn't happen on its own. Like uh, necessity is the mother invention. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same concept here, right? It's just, it, it takes the trials and the tribulations to actually, you know, push forward and so yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm optimistic in that sense and that, like i think that what is good about the whole donation situation is that it showcases that hey bitcoin is frictionless it's borderless it's censorship resistant they shut you know they shut gofundme down they shut uh give send or that other you know uh fundraising platform give, down send, but, go. yeah but they can't uh they can't shut down bitcoin it's just now how do we use Bitcoin to actually acquire the resources we need? And that's where the circular economy comes into play. Well, is this a call for more Bitcoin producers, like more Bitcoin plebs start producing shit? 
I guess. And and us leveraging, like doing some Jack Molly shit, leverage the fiat system to essentially scam our friends out of their Bitcoin. But because they're in need, it's, uh, you know, it becomes a parallel economy. So, uh, yeah, so that's how I see it. I, like, how do we fix this? I guess is the question. I mean, this is, this is interesting. This is something that Ben Gunn, I heard him talk about. And he's, I think he's in England, you know, working his lumber yard and basically producing a bunch of lumber. And he's like, I'm not selling this to anyone like i'm the people who i'm i'm selling this lumber to are going to be like people that i resonate with and who share my values and i'm only going to sell it for bitcoin and so it's that kind of attitude and that kind of thinking that i think is going to propel us forward yeah i'm on the exact same uh, tip as ben gun and uh yeah i'm not selling anything that i'm producing here uh <laughs> to my enemies that's for sure wisdom okay i see you Shishi. i see you ben but, Gunn, michael but i will say that like i think people like you know i had this question being asked to me today you know a lot of people are like hey this is why you bitcoin right a lot of people messaging me today and uh, the last weeks with this gofundme stuff and and what i see is everyone asks me that question yeah but how like how are they going to spend it like they need they need to find a way to get fiat and i'm like Dude, you know how easy that is? That just goes to show you like how privileged your life's been. Like you never had to go buy a Visa gift card. Like you're telling me you have Bitcoin. It's worth so much money everywhere. You can't find someone to even go get you a, a gift card or some some sort of equivalent, you know? Of course you can, you know? And like that's just like, you know, you have bit refill too. Like you can sign up for that shit with minimal information and, and buy some gift cards. Like, I don't know. I just think like uh for someone to completely box you out of the financial system completely you're, they're gonna need more than a, a simple executive order you know so i don't know <laughs> let's see how, how it plays out but i'm super optimistic i don't even care if the bitcoin gets them i hope it does obviously because that'll be life-changing but um i just love the fact that we're like yeah you're gonna protest well we'll risk our funds to to get to you right like it's a no risk endeavor for the truckers to receive it, but for us to send it, there's a risk, right? And I think just in general, that's laudable, and it just goes to show you, like, it also shows who you can fuck with, you know, and who you can't, right? Because people who are against the truckers, that's the final thing for me. Like, all right, the vaccine, whatever, like, go fuck yourself. But this shit, like, dude, you're not my friend anymore. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, Shishi, I think it's important to stress the importance of the pleb network or the network that you have built within you know the bitcoin ecosystem i've been thinking about that a lot lately the idea of of networks and and who are the most important people i know in my life and every time i came back to my bitcoin pleb friends i'm like oh well shit you know like i know fucking nick and shishi and and jim and 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 ben and all these other guys and i'm like yo like in my opinion, the the network is just as important as as you know the Bitcoin network, the pleb network. Because she she's right. Like, if shit hits the fan, who are you gonna look to? And I don't know about you, but most people in your daily life aren't as aligned with most of your ideologies as Bitcoiners. So, um, so true, dude. There's no way I could count on the most of the people in my life to see 
Well, they, they already don't see the way things are unfolding. And if it gets worse, they're not going to know what to do like the people I know in Bitcoin. Not even close. It's crazy. Right? I mean, like, that's what you're talking about. You can count on your Bitcoin friends because they see the bigger picture. We're already preparing for the shit hitting the fan phase of this whole thing. Oh, man, it's crazy as it all is. Um, just uh, since I'm speaking here and, and nobody else wants to chime in, the trucker thing, you know, it's all a great cause, obviously. Those people need supplies if they're going to stay there. they got to be able to fuel up their vehicles so they can stay warm. And I would hope the money trickles down to the people in the in the the thick of it, you know, the ones that really are, uh, I guess, in the middle, holding the fort down, you know, uh, that need food and fuel. Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be the guy responsible for make for deciding. Okay, you get a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, and you get a thousand dollars worth. Like, who who figures that out? I have no idea. But hopefully. It gets done fairly. I, I do still think that the majority of people that contributed did it with the right, um, you know, intentions. And and I see nothing to the contrary to think that the people that control the Bitcoin that was donated are currently doing anything nefarious or in any way can't be trusted to help get it at least as fair as possible to the people who deserve to get it. You know, that's the whole reason people contribute. There are some people who really do need it to keep on to, to keep up the fight you know um if these people end up going home it'll send a signal that the government is stronger than them and i hope i hope the government capitulates first so far it's still a standoff it's crazy all right somebody it's it, it's it's pretty wild that all they need to do like all the government needs to do is like back off of these mandates that are like completely at this point right like even if you believe in the whole narrative I mean, we just had the Super Bowl. We just uh, there's so many sporting events now, and so many, so many places have removed these mandates and these restrictions. It just looks like the government of Canada is being completely unreasonable and irrational. And it's like all they have to do to end this is just say, "Yeah, you know what? It's time. It's time to lift these restrictions and lift these mandates because, you know, it, it, I mean, it, it's obvious that they're unnecessary, and they won't do it." And so it's just a power move. Like, it's so obviously just about power and control at this point. It's, it's like, um, you know, it, the world should be waking up. Canadians should be waking up and they should be seeing it for what it is. And I don't know, man, we, we're still not there. You see that video of um, Trudeau and he was speaking the other day about um, just like, he was in Parliament or Congress or whatever, and he was getting the shit heckled out of him by everyone. Like, when he's speaking, he kept having to speak up higher and higher, or louder and louder, I should say, because everyone was just heckling the shit out of him. And then whenever someone else would speak, everyone would be silent. Like, I think even people in government, like, outside of his, you know, political party, like, People are just fucking sick of this shit, and they're 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 done. You know, people are like, I look at you know, obviously there's a lot of bad police, you know, who are enforcing this, but you know, I follow uh, Freedom Wealth, you know, Wealth Theory, and he's posting videos of a lot of police officers resigning, or you know, um, you know, hugging the protesters and you know, you know, giving them anything that they need and stuff like that. Like, I really think that. 
he's Trudeau is really trying to make it seem like they're winning, but he's fucking losing and he's losing really hard and he's looking like really, really pathetic. Like no, no one has any, like no one who has a backbone has any amount of respect for that dude. There was that one video where he was meeting with like the world leaders and he sat down next to that one guy. I forgot which country it was. And I think it was Brazil, that Brazilian president. It was Brazil. Yep. And uh, he went to shake his hand, and the Brazil guy just turned around and shook the guy's hands next to him. Like, people fucking hate this dude, so. Thug life. Thug, hell yeah. Yeah, Side I mean, I, I... Go ahead. So, sorry, Michael. Side note. Uh, huge fan on calling Justin Trudeau Canadian Castro, but continue, Michael. <laughs> I love that. I love that meme. That's really interesting. He actually does look like Castro. It's pretty crazy. You can't unsee it. Put a beard on him, I swear. No, it's it's and then just to see his mom like simping over Castro was pretty like And yeah. the dad's a cuckold swinger. Hey, can't make this up. Phew. Wild, wild. Dad um, is Castro. Yeah, so um going back to uh going back to that um Yeah. Shit, I lost my whole train of thought thinking of Hard transition. <laughs> I can chime in here. <laughs> I think um like we're definitely witnessing some interesting new challenges, especially now that like states are getting involved more at a granular level, like putting blacklisted wallets up, things like that. Which are definitely like good challenges that we'll have to overcome and figure out some privacy stuff. And obviously, like, the main challenges with the Bitcoin fundraisers distributing and things like that. I'm, like, thinking ahead to, like, even more extremes. Like, how are we going to get on airplanes if we have to? Or certain, like, survival mechanisms that we need. Like, what's going to happen if those things are taken away from us? So, I don't know. Don't want to, don't like, spread any fear porn or anything. But well, I was yeah, I think, I think that's cool. Sorry, I was I was reading an article. What happens when you lose your Vax card? And it's like there's not really many options. You can call, don't call the CDC because they can't do anything for you. And they're like possibly show a doctor your vaccination records, and they might reprint you one, but most of them won't. And it was like at the end of the day, you basically are fucked. So. You can just make a fake yeah, one. Not even vaccine, just like we're trying to create this whole like Bitcoin circular economy or like getting these truckers to hold Bitcoin and things like that. And yeah, like holding it is great. And if you're in like Canada and like, you know, truckers that are receiving it, you can assist them with cash or goods or things like that. But like, I don't know, how, like how far do these like pleb movements go, you know? Yo, Captain. It's just the beginning. You're surfing the wave, brother. It's you just started. We're here. You're doing yeah. it. This is uh, planting seeds. Every time something happens that exposes Bitcoin to more people, those you know some percentage of those people get orange pilled forever. They never go back, and they see it. And what will happen? I, I've been saying this for quite a while. Those of you who know me have heard me say this: a generation or two before the world is fully hyper Bitcoinized, because a lot of old people who don't want to let go of the current system and the current government have to die. 
you know, not not that we should kill them, although some probably deserve it. But uh, they get, you know, they're going to be old and they're going to die, and and it's a cycle. You know, like the the population has to turn over, and younger people that are that understand Bitcoin and kids that are being born to Bitcoiners now, and you know, just slowly but surely, everybody will get it. And um, going back to something Nick said a, a little while ago. Um, the cops in Canada are starting to see the absurdity of the person they're supposed to be following, their quote-unquote leader. Like, he's almost as bad as the leader in our country. The only difference is he's lucid. Uh, but he's an idiot, um, and he's a tyrant. And, uh, you know, when the enforcers defect, then the government really can change, and the, and the will of the people can potentially be... Um, carried out you know but when the enforcers uphold what some dictator says and then the entire bureaucracy below that guy all the administrators and bosses on top of bosses that see it say you know toe the line or you're fired and everybody just does it you know so uh, you know it's nice that the cops in canada are um changing their stance from a logical perspective versus a monetary perspective but that's what's going to do it for bitcoin because the average person that owns Bitcoin, whether they're law enforcement or not, um, and understands and holds and has gains, but you know, that that gets it, um, their neighbors are going to see that little by little it just spreads out, and eventually, we're seeing it already. Politicians own Bitcoin, and more and more of them will, and eventually, more and more people that are in law enforcement and in military, and when they see their Bitcoin doing better than the shitty money they're getting paid by the government they're supporting, they're going to be a little less loyal to that government especially when that government attacks the investment that they're holding and it's good it, like i says it could take a long time because of the amount of people that have to get orange pilled but eventually this is how i see it playing out it's almost like bitcoin can't lose it's just like how quick can this turnover take place and how quickly can the people that control the current system be you know nudged out of the way or, or booted out of the way you know uh fast enough for people who get bitcoin to be the people that are in charge of things making like smarter choices and if we were in charge if this group right here was in charge the freaking federal government would be better than it is now yo jim just want to say uh man it's 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 great being on a panel with you i never met you but uh just want to say what's up now and i agree with a lot of what you said and um going back to what captain winicus said like, you know, I, I, captain, captain. All right, captain. Um, I do go to those dark places to how bad it can get, because I think that we're going to get there. Um, now I've always seen Bitcoin as, as a, providing an out, you know, but I've prepared not to fly anymore. I prepared, you know, like I've mentally prepared for not having a lot of the, I guess, luxuries that I had in the fiat, you know, prior to uh, COVID, that fiat lifestyle, because I'm just not going to comply with all of that stuff. I'm, I'm not going to comply with tyranny and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do think about that. I think about how far they can go and hopefully Bitcoin, like, actually provides some restraint for them to go as, you know, as far as governments have gone in the past. Uh, Michael, I would I would add to that that um, unfortunately, as as much as I hate to have to even uh, you know consider this as a possible reality, what what you touched on um, the idea that um, 
you have to be ready to pick up and move. You have to be able to be uh, resilient and under the radar and, and sort of live a different life than you were used to because of the, the wave of, of bullshit that's coming, right? So we are the generation of people that are going to be dodging bullets and having to cut back on, you know, the niceties of life that, that, that the last couple decades of people, you know, got to enjoy and what, whatever it might be, you know, to get us through this transition period, the people that can do it are going to be the people that come out on the other end strong, that'll rebuild society and everybody after them will be the benefactors of those people having to bite the bullet and, and suck it up and deal with this col the collapse of one system while we're holding on and growing the, the, the parallel system. And, you know, I, I, it, it's everywhere. All the people in Bitcoin that are working on the code, that are working on privacy features, wallets, exchanges that are serious about Bitcoin, people talking about building citadels, uh, for, you know, uh, regenerative farming, getting back to nature, you know, getting away from shitty food and getting back to health. All this stuff's tied together to a stronger, better planet, better societies, everything. And so much of the world has been corrupted because of the crappy money we've all been forced to use. And the Bitcoiners are the first ones that are seeing this. And we're make, we're pioneering. We're blazing a trail in the wilderness, man. We're the guys that are going out west 300 years ago, not knowing what we're going to encounter because we want to get away from the bullshit. Just leave us alone, right? We'll be fine. Just we'll go over here. You leave us alone and you're going to envy our lifestyle because you're going to see you guys are going to destroy yourselves and we're going to prosper. And, you know, slowly we'll bring the world with us. But, you know, like we're blazing that trail and we're going to we're going to be the ones chopping down trees and fighting off, you know, bears uh, because we're at the, the front of the line. I don't know. Now, listen. Finish me off, Optimus. Dude, them motherfucking bars. Wynikis, side note. When are you getting the soundboard back up, bro? Come on, dude. Soon. When moon? Dude, you're dude, waiting all this for political talk, but what about when moon? Like, we, we still don't know the answer. Honestly, dude, you know the answer. You know it. Unless you're not the captain. Moon soon. Honestly, why, why are you captain? Can you, can you explain that shit? Dude, it's 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 time to be a pirate in these days. It's every man for themselves. This is your follow up to banana bread, or we're we're operating in in uh, unknown waters over here, and we just have to do things beyond government lines. Sir, you're in a hammock. I don't know if pirates just chill in hammocks all day, bro. Yeah, I prefer we don't stereotype pirates, but. Hey, why haven't 21 million people figured out that they should own one Bitcoin? That's what I wonder. Like, we're not orange pilling hard enough. It just takes 21 million. That's it. And price goes up forever. 21 million hodlers. I guess it I shows that there's point. not hold 21 on, on, million smart people. Well, I was going to say that I agree with Michael in the sense that, guys, what he's saying is you're not memeing hard enough. Your memes aren't good enough yet because the price should be booming. Dang, we got we got a rare, rare appearance by at Raw. 
egg nationalism. What's up, bro? You got something to chime in on this? What's going on? No, the definitely hearing what y'all are saying. The part of the reason I came up is I want to ask Jim, Jim, why'd you block me, dude? Um, I don't know what the fuck that was about. Not fucking cool. Yeah. Okay. Now you're just gonna hop. Oh, off. he left. Hop no. off and leave. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Wow. Damn. Damn. Oh, he's back. Yeah. No, let's let's not do let's not do beef yet. Okay. That's, that's okay. good though. I liked it. We, we I liked do, it. We won't do beef, but that that shit. Let's let's may, maybe later. Let's see if we can give some signal first. Okay. Before well, we get... we got beef going on and. We could turn them into roommates one day. Who knows? They want to promote it for a little while, see who they can get in the space, bro. That's what they're really trying to do. That's fair. They're just trying to sell albums. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no. These guys are great. If if you're kind of someone that followed me in here, follow all these guys, too. They're fucking awesome. Um, I, I'm going to resolve my beef kind of separate, so I don't want to fuck up their whole shit. But, um, yeah, the, the guys up on stage are awesome. Follow all these no, guys. No, it's okay. <laughs> All right, mine. How about how about thoughts on Freedom Convoy? What's your thoughts on that? Since you're up here, since you're ruining the show, yeah, you got to get better rails, right? The thing is, like, if Bitcoin's peer to peer, you need the privacy shit too, right? So the the idea that kind of one Bitcoin's one Bitcoin, obviously it is, right? But the uh, people got doxxed and lost their job over this shit, right? So you know, it kind of made me think. All right let me think about my privacy. Let's, let's, let's all try to leverage privacy tools wherever possible. And, and certainly let's not have kind of like these fiat off ramps that are, you know, security holes. So if we are going to have, you know, not non-privacy, they can kind of dock your address and at least I mean, they, they can't censor the payments. So at least we, we, we get the payments to them. So that's a, a positive, but we can't have like the fiat off ramps, right? It's got to be, if you're going to use Bitcoin, it's it's peer to peer, right? So you have to use it in a peer to peer way. So I, I think there's a lot of lessons that we can learn from this, right? And I, I think we just need to kind of leverage Bitcoin how it was intended to. I think everyone had good intentions with it. I, I think it was obviously really well intentioned, but when you're trying to get something together that's really quick like that, um, I think it's going to cause issues like it did. So um, I, I think it can kind of be a preview because we're this won't be the the last time that we have to kind of go to battle, right? It's actually one of the earlier times. Now we're kind of kind of closing on the they fight you stage. So as we kind of move forward from this, we kind of got to take the lessons. And one of the things that I, I would say is that the idea that Bitcoin's already won, I, I don't agree with that at all, right? Um, in fact, I think our biggest battles are still in front of us. So that's something that we just want to kind of keep in mind is that we don't want to get complacent. Bitcoin hasn't won yet. I expect it to, but it's going to be on the strength of Bitcoiners um, if and when Bitcoin wins. We, we, we can't get complacent. And the idea that of, of kind of bribing politicians and hoping we get laws passed, that's never going to work. That will, again, you, politicians are going to bend to the, the, the will of whoever, uh, you know, is bribing them at the time. So we're going to have to win this fight on our own, guys. And ultimately, that's going to be the, the most important thing. Bitcoin sh- is going to win, but it hasn't won yet. And if we don't treat it like we're still down 14 in the fourth quarter, we can lose. So the idea that we, we've 
we've won already and that we can just kind of sit back fat and happy, I think is a dangerous idea. Thank you. <laughs> I've been harping on that for so long. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, complacency is death uh, in, in, in everything, you know, like literally everything you do. Doesn't matter where in life you start to become complacent, like that's where it'll show. So definitely on the Bitcoin side, we have a lot to think about. And uh, I think just, um, you know, people acquiring Bitcoin little by little, you know, I mean, we're all going to get there. I, I don't know. I'm so optimistic, man. Like all these truckers gave me like new energy this week. That's just me. Shout out truckers. Didn't know they were the most base people in the world. Yeah, maybe Bitcoin, maybe Bitcoin hasn't won yet, but Bitcoin, the idea has won. That's my think boy thought of the day. We're winning. We're, we're fucking winning. Like, I feel it. Like, I feel like we're winning. I mean, I feel like you guys feel like we're winning. So if I feel like we're winning and you guys feel like we're winning, we must be fucking winning. I mean, you know, so we just got to keep won. on, keep on, just you saying. know, trucking, honk. New high score. Why, Nikis? I think you need to get on a poll. Are we winning? Yes or no? I mean, you know, it was bearish kindergarten for a while, but, you know, I had to take a break a little bit. But, you know, now that I got spaces working, uh, you know, it's about it's about being bullish from here on out. Nick can't mind's on here because I told him, you know, subliminally, you know, we didn't even talk about it, but he, he, he could feel that, you know, the bullishness needed to be placed in here. And Michael felt it and so did the raw egg. Dude, Nick came back with a very rare appearance, just super bullish. He's he's our uh, he is our freelance bulltard. We hire him when we need to get a little more bulltarded for you guys, and uh, here he is. Uh, we literally aren't paying him a sat, but he's here anyways because he's our boy. I'll but, pay him. Uh, Nick, before, send on, me an invoice for sixty nine sats. Yeah, exactly. All right. But before we get too, too highly regarded, I think uh, mind, Raw Mind made a good point about uh, people on those donation pages. So maybe we can break down kind of how they messed up. I, I'm not fully versed on this, but from what I heard, they were reusing an address and all everyone that, that, uh, basically withdrew some Bitcoin from exchanges and the likes docks their addresses and some of them got pretty fucked from it. Uh, maybe someone with some more details on what happened can be a little more eloquent, but I think it's, uh, you know, back to the initial point. You gotta, you gotta be weary of who you're sending your Bitcoin to. But kudos to everyone, though. Before I'm the bearish one in the room, the fact we made a fun go to 21 plus Bitcoin, 2.1 billion sats. Like that's amazing guys. So pat yourself on the back. If you did donate to that, I know I've been kind of shitting on you the whole night, <laughs> but uh, that's still pretty cool. The Bitcoin community is a bunch of good people, but be wary of your privacy guys. Hopefully you didn't get screwed over there trying to do a good deed. Uh, it kind of reminded me of, of that saying from Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugs, like, uh, I promise to never live for another man nor ask for another man to live for me. 
don't know, some gems to think about. Wynikus, what are you saying? Um, let me be a little regarded, if if I may. But I want to give a shout out to Sat Yoshi. He's starting a meme tart fund where um, the intention is to scam you, but he's actually going to donate to truckers. So just want to give a shout out to his fund. Well, I would like to say it also made me think of the Tonga volcano fund that that man tried Fautista try to get. And I know that it got basically a little bit over more than half a Bitcoin. And now it's gone. And I haven't heard of him telling anyone what he did with it. So it's very interesting. Put it on your radar, guys. Well, if we're talking about funds and scamming people, uh, you guys can send us some tips and scam yourself. Because, you know, me and Wynikus are out here scamming you guys, but well, we're pretty honest Lamanda. about it. Lamanda it's for a good cause. Really good at scamming to Kowanda, Koinda. It's a really good one. Yeah, su- su- support your open source memers out there. Because uh, Wanikis, I don't know if you've heard, started a campaign against core devs. I don't know what kind of silly idea that was, but it's not against that's what core devs. is known for. It's not against core devs. Like, yeah, they get all the money, but we can share it amongst memers too. Just saying. The marketing yeah. arm of Bitcoin needs some love too. Yo, has Sa- what has Sailor been saying through all this? I haven't seen anything. Anybody Dude, thermodynamics. Dude, did Sailor Neck? <laughs> are we <laughs> under Sailor's buy-in price? No. Nick. No. I know Nick's got the stats. He's the he's the stat man over there. I think he's around thirty K. Yeah, he's around thirty K. I think that was Elon, no? Oh, Elon next? No, but Sailor kept buying the top, so it's around thirty K. Chad. Yeah, he's like Wynikus. He buys local tops because, you know, they're they're like historical landmarks. Wynikus kind of like has, a wild thing. is the best investor I know, and he only has bought the Bitcoin tops. And everyone thought he was dumb because they were like, why don't you buy the bottom? And he's like, Bukele? I don't know. Where are they looking? So everyone keeps telling how they lost all their GDP and all this shit, but I, I don't, I feel like that's not the case. And can anyone elaborate more on that? Because I would like to know. I have no clue, Hobo. I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't follow politicians <laughs> at all. But we do know uh, Russia and, and uh, how do you say his name? Bukele? Bukele? Uh, they have Bukele. been in the news. Super bullish on Bitcoin. But yeah, I, dude, guys, I did not prepare for this one. Uh, I am shooting from the from the hip. I am detoxing from Bitcoin, but I show up because we love you. So, guys, anyone have any idea on the news that wants to actually talk about the news, we can keep going. If you want to talk about some other dumb stuff, I'm with it. Wait, but, what, was, what was the question? Well, uh, what's, what's Bukele's average by? Do you have that number? I do not. But, I mean, when he announced at the conference last year that they were adopting Bitcoin, that was at 32K. And then the very first day on September 7th that it actually got into, you know, when it went into effect, 
it was 50k and then it dropped for a little bit and then it went back up to 69k eventually and i think he bought a few times up there i think he's just been buying in this range between 50k to 69k back down to where we are now so buy-in price probably like 40 something k i'd say I was trying to find out how much of their reserves was allocated to Bitcoin, and I, I couldn't figure it out. So, but thank you. That is, that is good. They're about to Not buy enough. a lot more with, when, you know, this volcano bond. They're going to buy like a half billion more. And that's expected to launch next month, but I don't know when they actually allocate the funds to buy the Bitcoin. We'll, we'll have to see. Yo, Nick, I remember you came into kindergarten once and you started shilling that Walmart might have bought some corn. Um, that was a big flop. So give when us the I next. Give us the, ne- give us the give next. Give us the uh, next. Give us some alpha, Nick. I know. Give us some rumors. What's, yeah, what's going on in the rumor mill? Rumor mill for what? I don't know. Give us a, give us a hot. Bitcoin kindergarten exclusive. Let's let's try to get you fired. Let's see. Let's let's push the edge here. <laughs> what tidbits can you give the the exclusive listeners of Bitcoin kindergarten? What's the alpha, bro? What are you hearing? Uh, Joe Biden was. Uh, Joe Biden is just gonna say April Fools in a few months that he's been tyrannical and then he's going to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender right away. Sources, t- um, sauces. Damn, dude, we didn't ask for like a Bitcoin rom-com short story series from you, bro. We, we asked for some actual alpha. Come on, Nick, you're disappointing me. Didn't, uh, didn't Kaiser recently say that, uh, Honduras is the next, country to uh adopt bitcoin yeah uh kaiser can't keep his mouth shut that's that's just what i'll say so yes all right who's coming to honduras with me there's good scuba diving there just saying well you heard it here first wanikis is starting a bitcoin travel company and you can hire him for your your services down in the jungles. Why because you do like a Bitcoin cruise line that just stops at all ports where they accept Bitcoin. I can only imagine knowing the types of people that cruises today, what the hell a Bitcoin cruiser would look like and, and the absolute shit show and mess um, that would entail. Well, the only business endeavors I'll ever have are ones that offer no value and where I have to do very little work and that you have to pay me $850 for. Actually, actually, speaking of business endeavors and scamming, me and Wynikis have been going over the Bitcoin kindergarten merch for you guys for the conference. And guys, I think I think we're going to scam your sats, guys. This is going to be some fire merch. And uh, you guys are literally not going to be able to resist this merch. And I'm pretty hyped to be taking your sats. Like, I, I, I literally can't help myself. Like, I'm floating. We could make uh, some testimonials and maybe uh, our secret insider 
influencer Shishi can shill the quality of our Bitcoin kindergarten merch. This is how shit coins work. Yeah, guys, see, look at this. We're teaching you some real alpha right here. Look, we literally did 138 episodes. We lulled you to sleep. We made you believe we were maximalists. And then we rug pull and we're taking your sats with merch. Like, guys, it's not <laughs> it's not what we say. It's our actions. This is literally life alpha right here. I hope you guys are watching closely. You can't learn this in school. All right, let me get Think Boy really quick. Every single person slash business is just thinking of a clever way to get money from the other. Dude, you're kind of sounding like a commie right now, Anikis. I no, I, I think it's in, a, uh, I think it's a healthy free market. It, it's no, a game, I, it's a video I, game. Yeah, it's I just a game of equal like equal value exchange, equal value exchange. I just happen to be in the the begging camp. Like that's how I make my money. Some people provide like services. I just Dude. beg. I mean, honestly, like I wouldn't have bought your shirts if I didn't want to donate to the autistic, you know, just like I thought it was a good cause. I wanted to give you guys some money. You know, you opened a trunk. <laughs> Shirt looked nice. You know, <laughs> shit was very fucking Brooklyn. You know what I mean? I loved it. I felt like I was back in New York where I was from, you know, where I'm from. You know, so you she, know? she, she, she looked at my face for the first time and was like, yeah. He's missing a chromosome. I am gonna buy a T-shirt because it's like a special needs donation fund. Yeah, this is just the right thing to do. Stand confirmed. autism. Optimus, you're from New York. Hey, bro, I'm built no, I different, am. fam. You I, know, I already know, I'd be rocking Tim's right now, fam. Where are you from? Toad. If you even got to ask, Nick, we from Harlem, B. Dude. You're going to ask me where I'm from? Like, pinpoint me like that? Hey, yo, guys, shout out, though. Shout out, though, since this, like, is kind of my pod and I can say basically whatever I want because my sponsors are super cool and they let me do all kinds of wild shit. Yeah, so, like get water. Like get water, exactly what I'm waiting. So I'm going to plug something that is literally completely not even related to Bitcoin, but I got my boy Nick here, so I'm going to do this because it's special anyways. Go watch Dame Dash on Breakfast Club YouTube. It's like two hours. This is your homework for the week. If you guys didn't watch this interview by next week, I don't know. I might just have to take a week off because you're going to have to listen to it instead of listening to us. Go watch that, guys. And hopefully you'll laugh with us and you'll realize why me and Nick think this is Quite possibly the best interview ever done. Shout out to Dame Dash. Literally the best interview ever. Um, yeah, go do your homework. Nick, you want to chime in a little here since we're kind of not even Bitcoin related again? Uh, Wynikis, hold on. Before we do that, I think this is uh, our best episode yet because we're literally not trying to talk about Bitcoin and we're doing like our theme. So like, I like let's it. Um, yeah, we were, we were talking about Paul. It, it always happens this way. We talk about something... It lasts like 30 minutes and then it just goes off the rails. So I just thought of a question. What is the, what is the best thing you've bought in the last, I don't know, year or so that's been like under a hundred bucks? If anyone wants to answer, that's a good one. 
Yeah, ever since I bought my rice cooker, I literally just, I haven't ate Chipotle in like probably four or five months now, and I just make all my food at home. It's fucking sweet. You, you Like, you can tie Bitcoin into this because you save more money now, you know? Yeah, and yeah, save more money, stack sats, just living healthier. I just want to say that I make rice in an actual pot, like the old school way, Latin style. So if anyone wants some tips on how the rice cooker came about, I can teach you the, like the actual science behind cooking rice. When? When episode? No, oh, eight hundred fifty dollars. That's it. One episode, sir. <laughs> uh, soon. Bitcoin Kindergarten, Martha Stewart, Kitchen Hour coming soon. She, she, just, just stay tuned. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You will get the notification. I think I'll get it. I think I'll be here. I think you're going to be our food taster. All right, guys. All right. Okay. Before we literally lose subscribers, let's talk about some shit that's happening that's since happened since the last time we've been talking. And I think the biggest the biggest news is is Joe Rogan. Um and the backlash she's got for for getting uh old cotton content dug up and placed in different contexts and now he's basically being cancelled. And the only reason I think this is Bitcoin related is because most people are uh, you know, vaguely aware of Joe Rogan, and they're probably aware that he is getting canceled right now. And I think on this show, we have a running theme of trying to get canceled. So to see quite possibly the biggest media show being canceled as we speak, it, um, you know, it's <laughs> obviously it doesn't show, uh, you know, society in the best light because Joe Rogan's super based and I don't see him being a bad guy at all. But it's a, it's a, it's a, a signal of a looming problem. And that is the attack on freedom of speech. And Joe Rogan is literally just a stoner that asks questions. And if he is going to get canceled, man, there's no hope for the rest of us. So this is very much a Bitcoin related topic as we were saying earlier you know in canada that they're trying to censor transactions so you know you censor the money uh which is a form of speech and you censor speech so this is all related man and i back joe rogan joe rogan's base i don't even listen to joe rogan that much but i like his show i like what he does and i didn't even listen to the controversial content because man who's got time for all that so I don't know. I bag Joe, but this is, you know, a bigger issue. And especially for us, man, we talk all the shit and we, we do this on purpose. Like we want to push your buttons. So we want to see what buttons we can push. And, you know, if we are ever going to get popular, we probably won't be able to say what we like to say. Hence why we are just going to keep saying the crazy shit we like to say. So if you like the show, go like and subscribe to stuff because we'll probably have to recreate our channels. But on that topic, Nick, I saw you raising your hand. You want to chime in here, brother? Yeah, I, I talk about this with Nico from Simply Bitcoin literally all the time. And um, 
you know, mainstream media, they're all they are now is just, you know, the propaganda arm of the government. They don't they don't cover anything important that actually, you know, is important. All they do is just take some things that are going on and, and you know, they put a spin on it to instill fear into people. And, you know, the younger generations, like people in my generation, nobody watches the fucking news. But everyone will, you know, be here on Twitter spaces, you know, hashing shit out or they'll be listening to people like Joe Rogan. I'm personally not a huge, I like Joe Rogan. I think he's a dope dude, but I literally have listened to his show like maybe two or three times ever. But, um, you know, I fuck with everything he stands for and stuff. Um, like you said, he's just a stoner who's, you know, asking questions. But, um, one of the things is, is I'm super bullish on independent content creators as people's primary news source, you know, um, as the years go goes on because like no young people are gonna fucking um you know watch the news they're not gonna spend their time listening to the news and watching the news i'm sorry if you can hear my food cooking in the back but um i'm just super bullish on people finally moving away from the propaganda arm of the government and just like really actually starting to ask questions about why things are the way they are and really see both sides from you know, an issue presented, like we're on mainstream media, they will present an issue and they will only give you one side and they will beat that side into your head until you just blindly repeat it like a, you know, like a zombie. Like that's basically what CNN does. They literally just brainwash their, uh, their people. And like, you know, like they can, they can make, you know, the masses believe anything they want really. And it's, it's pretty scary, but I'm super bullish on independent content creators like and like shows like this who, even if you, when you do get big, I hope you don't, you know, apologize and, you know, censor yourself and stuff. I hope you always keep it real. And I think you'll be able to, you know, as, you know, a number goes up and you take custody of your Bitcoin and, you know, you use it privately, like. Who the fuck's going to cancel an Anon on Twitter who no one knows who they are in real life? And, you know, it's not like they can shut off your bank account. You'll always be able to go and buy shit that you need, especially as, you know, Bitcoin becomes a more means of payment, you know, wherever you live. Um, It just makes you uncancelable. So definitely just, you know, keep spitting the truth and don't bend the knee. Yeah, uh, you know, on being Anon, I... At one point, I I probably thought that that I'm a non and no one would ever find me. But I'm under no illusion that I am completely anonymous and no one can find me. Like most of you guys that are I consider my friends know who I am. Uh, some of you guys know my name. Like I'm not too hard to find. So like I'm not in a non hiding behind my opinion. I like being in a non. Like I've said a long time ago, because you guys have to deal with the ideas and the comedy versus dealing with the man. So I love that idea of it. So I hope I never do bend the knee. And when that time comes, uh, maybe replay this and I'll tell myself to tell myself to tell them to go fuck themselves. So we're all going to bully you if you bend the knee. So yeah, exactly. You're going to look like a soy boy. Or, yeah, exactly. Or, and, yeah. and you see that dude, that was literally me, uh, time traveling. So, only I will know in the future what, what I just did, but shouts out to myself. Uh, anyways, 
another point that Nick made, and and I've been on this for a minute, is is the idea that we are the media guys. Like everything you do on social media, whether you have a big following or whether it's three hundred people, like it doesn't matter. You are the media. You are spreading the messages. I don't care what social media you use. Just like turn it more base. Like involve everyone into your world and and make all your other social media accounts like your Bitcoin Twitter account. And if people think verify, also verify what you're reposting before you repost it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Stupid though. Exactly. Sir, sir, that's not what Twitter's about. Sir, please do not fact check anything. It's not about that. It's the underlying message, right? Sometimes. Fuck it if it's fake. I don't care. I'm not checking. I don't have time for this shit. I agree. I love, honestly, and Hobo, first off, uh, dude, uh, we'll talk about downvotes, bro. We'll talk about downvotes in a minute. But I I love, um, uh, like Shishi said, I I love spreading misinformation on Twitter sometimes. Like Bitcoin FUD articles or like Bitcoin bullish articles. Like Bob Malikas articles are fucking best, dude. It's the best. Like, I'd love fooling people. Like, and if you get fooled, it's like, oh, fuck, you got me. Like, to me, that's what Twitter is all about. It's just like, shit, can can I spread some, uh, you know, some yellow information right now? Can, can I, can I fucking dupe you? But, but me and Hobo were talking about the Twitter experience earlier, and I noticed that they added downvotes. And then I noticed that the downvotes were public or private. And I was like, wow, Twitter is definitely proliferating the the culture of cowards. And uh, I laughed at myself because, like, I am an Anon and people can said, like, I'm not uh, I'm under no illusion that I'm actually an Anon. But I do think uh, it's not going to work out too well. The downloads, Hobo, you and I were, were laughing about that. This is this is definitely some thought police type shit, and um, I don't think Twitter's realizing, or maybe they are. Yeah, it's one more step towards censorship. It's like when you Google censorship, it's like, why is censorship good? Why is censorship good in schools? Like, I actually did it myself. It didn't turn out like the way it's seen it on everyone else's post, but it is pretty fucking revealing. You do see, like, why is it good? Why is it needed? And it's like, wait, what? Well, what sucks about the downvoting, too, is I think it's just going to be another, like, cog in their shitty algorithm that determines who gets shadow banned. So I think it's just going to be a, another data point where, like, well, this person gets a lot of downvotes, so let's just hide their shit. To me, that's the most insidious thing that's happening on Twitter right now is the shadow banning where, you know, I'm just getting this weird notification of you can't see this. You, like, you know what's funny about that, though? Those are the ones I want to see the most. When I see that shit, I'm like, oh, I want to read. I want to go deep in, into yeah. the, the seller here. And so it, it's it actually is counterintuitive. If I put a post, it'll say your post will be hidden because of the content. Are you sure you want to post this? I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to change my, my post, but fuck you. Diddy, I had that same exact thought of like, okay, uh, this is definitely how they're going to rig the algorithms and shadow ban us and make sure that our bad thought is not circulated on the public twitter yeah the show more replies that's where the party's at that's that's what that's what i've learned on, on twitter that's where the good stuff's at 
Sir, I'm bullish because an Israeli fund bought two and a half billion dollars worth of Bitcoin and S2F. That's why I bought Bitcoin. I saw what the Israeli fund did. Literally. Optimus, I want to go back to something that you were talking about earlier and just add a few more key points um, about like you were talking about how like everyone has a role to play in this, no matter, you know, what size your account following is, you know, you know, just tying this back to like the Canada thing and freedom. I mean, you know, if you just watch mainstream news, you see, you know, this this guy who's saying, oh, look at these, you know, right wing conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers not trusting the science if these people are evil. And you're like, oh, this guy's just trying to lead our country and all these, you know, people are going against them like, oh, these people must be terrible. But if you go on Twitter and you see him tweet about fucking anything he gets ratioed by everyone in the comments calling him out on his bullshit doesn't matter who you are you know it doesn't matter who you are you you got people calling him out you know exposing the fake shit he's doing you know saying the facts they're just people like me who i just go to my default favorite of the honk 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 with all the you know the truck emojis and stuff in it like people are just like that's where the signal is right so it doesn't matter, you know, what your how big your account is. Like every single comment you do, every single time you call out the bullshit, like it always it it just helps. It helps, you know, fight against the actual misinformation, you know, spread by the government and just like, you know, they're they're fucking bootlickers who, it, yeah, yeah. But um, point is, Joe Rogan has way more fucking viewers than like cnn and other mainstream media or mainstream media outlets like in a way joe rogan is the fucking mainstream media if you think about it because young people don't fucking watch the news it's only just you know older people who aren't really on the internet and that's their only source of news and um independent content like mainstream media is shitting themselves when joe rogan has on, you know, doctors calling out the bullshit and he's saying how ivermectin works as a good treatment because he's undoing all the work that these commies just spent years trying to put in place. All I got to say is that I saw in the news that Bitcoin's for white supremacists, so I sold all my Bitcoin because I cannot support that. Yeah, that that whole I guess that doesn't surprise anybody that the narrative around like white supremacy and all that is sort of like seeped its way in. And that's what kind of frustrates me with I mean, there's a lot of subcultures with Bitcoin and it is what it is. I I mean, the whole fact that Bitcoin's for anybody, I mean, it doesn't matter. But the subculture I'm actually referencing is more like this sort of like new thing about like, you know, progressives and like like people trying to put like their political like leanings on it that's what kind of like annoys me a little bit like this whole like movement around like you know hey bitcoin for progressives bitcoin is like no like like we we want to get away from like the red team blue team can we just do that for one time do we really have to figure out well this is how bitcoin fits in fits in our blue bin or my red bin like we don't give a shit we're trying to escape these like you know the talons of like these old political systems so you know of all the subcultures and and there's a lot of them and um you know i'm humored by some i agree 
agree with others, but uh, yeah, that's the one I find the most annoying, frankly, is like, hey, let, let, let's figure out how I can put this in my political party's bin and make it about, you know, politics once again. And so because what's going to happen now is that now you're going to have and, and I'm because I'm, we're talking specifically about the whole like white supremacy nonsense around Bitcoin is um yeah now you're going to have like the progressives for bitcoin sort of like you know call that out amplify it and be doing frankly a, lo a larger disservice and so it just i don't know it, the whole thing is just kind of tiring just to see how um yeah that, that that just kind of ruining its head in a space where uh yeah we we're trying to get away from that shit let's not always make it about like red team blue team i i just want to echo that because eventually that's going to get turned against us kind of like how like you know, event like this might sound kind of like stupid, but it just sounds smart in my head. But like, you know, many years ago, like freedom was it wasn't a red team or blue team thing. Like everyone wanted freedom and it was kind of just a general consensus that everyone wanted freedom. But now, you know, as the left turned more status and the right turned more like libertarian, like they the left has pinned the word freedom on the right as like uh, an extremist thing as like oh you want freedom like you're a terrible person and so like associating bitcoin with either the right or the left um like i, I might have some different opinions that like i'll keep to myself but like like i, I totally agree with you on that like we don't want to make it like a partisan issue yeah I, that's why i'm leery with like all this sort of like you know um almost pandering to these politicians and sort of the, the cheer cheering and like things like that. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to be totally like head in the sand and say it doesn't matter at all. Of course, well, it, frankly, I mean, I think Bitcoin's going to survive one way or the other. Now it's going it, to, what it matters is that how turbulent the ride's going to be to kind of get where we all know this is going to get. But um, it's just, I mean, like Eric Adams, great example, right? You know, all the fanfare, about like him and like you know parading bitcoin it's like politics is the ultimate like i love bitcoin buy my shitcoin and the shitcoin is them you know grasping power the second they're, they're at where they're at they're going to start saying that you know whatever they need to say to kind of retain that power i think eric adams is a great case study with him now saying like he doesn't like bitcoin mining but he likes bitcoin just a completely irreconcilable point of view just to kind of show that he never gave a shit to begin with that's why i'm just so leery of all all of it i, I know there's certain figures that people who hold in high regard and trust with their point of view around bitcoin in the political sphere but man like always just I, like always have some degree with skepticism skepticism and don't put these people on, on you know a pedestal at the end of the day they are politicians they do have to play the game in order to survive in the field they're in so i i mean for me i think bitcoin succeeds far more far more likely with more of a grassroots approach, like, you know, just even locally, even sounds like stupid shit, like, you know, asking your barber to accept Bitcoin and not from the top down. The top down shit never works. Like anything they try to do from the federal government, like, you know, like I'm like fucking anything, education, you name it, they just fail miserably because it can't be managed from some central bureaucratic, you know, station with these faceless politicians. Like if we really want Bitcoin to sort of accelerate around adoption, things like that, it's got to be in your community. It's got to be local. And so that, that's why I just don't get so excited. And I don't like understand a lot of the fanfare around, you know, politicians with laser eyes and all that. Oh, 100%. And like, I definitely think there are some politicians who can be, you know, have the potential to be really, really good for Bitcoin. Um, like, like, Bukele, for example, I think Bukele is good for Bitcoin. I'm not going to speak on his other 
you know, policies and, you know, kind of how he acts like a dictator because, you know, like, I, I don't know, I haven't looked too much into that, but, like, one of the things I don't understand is, like, some of the people, like, like Dennis Porter is like, oh, I'm a single-issue voter, you know, I'm going to vote for Bitcoiners no matter who. Like, Erica Rhodes is someone in California who they're really trying to get into office, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, she's such a nice lady and all this stuff, and I kind of, I didn't really do much research, but I kind of skimmed, like, her page and what she wants to do, and, like, she she wants to take away people's guns, like, like some of these politicians, I think, just use Bitcoin as an engagement hack to, you know, get people, you know, riled up and uh, supported, you know, have them support them. But like, if you want to take away my guns, I'm not fucking voting for you. And I don't care if you want to make Bitcoin legal tender and put it on our balance sheet. Like some people like not everyone who's in Bitcoins for enemies, right? Not everyone just because someone's into Bitcoin and we're so early doesn't mean they have, you know, your best intentions as a politician. Well, well, it's interesting. Like, like that issue. Well, two things. First, Bukele. My biggest beef with him right now is like, God, I hope that dude holds his keys or someone else Salvador does. I, I know the whisperings are that it's being held by some U.S. Like, large U.S. exchange. That I, I, I just hope that's not true, even though it probably likely is. Um, and then with the Erica Rhodes thing, it's like when they hold like to me those like. When somebody holds a stance like that around, like you know, um, being uh, like anti Second Amendment or or leanings that show, you know, um, restricted freedoms in other places, that to me it means they don't truly understand Bitcoin. So then, for like, like to me, I, I find those views ir- like like they're non reconcilable. So like when when you hold a view that's inconsistent around you know what Bitcoin stands for, which is you know your know, personal freedom and sovereignty, but on this part of that same spectrum, you know it's not okay. Like to me, that that's an inconsistency, and so I completely agree with you. I think then in that case, they're just using Bitcoin as a marketing gimmick, right? To to draw on a new crowd to sort of um you know uh like leverage the sort of enthusiasm and you know the fervor around you know people that believe in Bitcoin and and just sort of you know yeah just using it to sort of get to where they need to get to to sort of push the agenda they want. So yeah, like when you have views ideological views that are inconsistent with with what bitcoin stands for then yeah i'm just not buying that you want to understand bitcoin or one you know truly give a shit about it like once you're actually in political office yeah and one one last thing i wanted to touch on is bukele tweeted something about um earlier today because like some some u.s politicians were trying to push through some bill that would it's just completely ridiculous about bitcoin in el salvador but Bukele tweeted about how, like, oh, you know, you can't control us for a sovereign, independent nation. And I always used to get annoyed at that because I'm like, dude, you store your Bitcoin in, like, BitGo or whatever, and the U.S. could shut it off with the click of a button. And someone commented, and they were like, oh, I, I thought Samson Mao, who's very close with Bukele, I thought he got this fixed. And um, Samson Mao commented that there was nothing to be worried about. So I'm assuming that means that he helped El Salvador, you know, get their own keys. Um, But obviously, I I got a good feeling that Samson has, you know, helped Bukele do that. Obviously, that's not something that Bukele would announce for, like, security reasons. But um, I hope that's true. First of all, 
I'd like to say that my preferred pronouns are Bitcoin supremacists. So if you guys could respect that, please and thank you. Second of all, I'd like to say fuck a politician. I'm not a fan of any politicians, but Bukele is kind of based. And, uh, you know, I know the Russians are trying to get into Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining as well. So I am. So you wouldn't have Bukele on here? I would. If he wants to come ship post with us and uh, tell me why. Bukele is the only one invited to dinner, bro. Come on. If 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 he can sit here and tell me why he's a base politician. I'd, I'd respect Bukele, that. Bukele, the Bitcoiner, is allowed, not the politician. Well, he's going to have to deal with both, dude. Like, I'm not that schizo. I know you think I am, but jeez. But back to politicians. I guess American politicians. We got a good comment over here. Is Mr. Robot. I don't know if it's the same Mr. Robot that's in the space, but it is Mr. Robot. And he says, some of those politicians just use Bitcoin to simp votes and not know anything about it and i'd agree with that i think a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon and that's why i am uh kind of taking the the stance of just like fuck all politicians (laughs) i know some politicians like nick said uh some politicians some real bitcoiners as politicians i think can be beneficial considering uh, I don't believe that the fiat system will collapse as quick as we hope it will. So in that worst case scenario, it would mean we need some some allies within the system that, that know Bitcoin well enough. Like, I would be willing to vote for, like, Pierre Rochard to be a politician. Like, that'd be something I could bag. If we can get a, a politician on that level, then come talk to me. Wynikis, I see, I see you raise your hand. What's good? Yeah, I wanted to. You kind of just said uh, you would vote for Pierre Richard, so I was going to say which which Bitcoiners would you like to see in office? I mean, I'd for sure vote for like Pierre Richard, Bitseed. Uh, those guys would instantly get my vote without any, uh, you know, second thought. Uh, maybe Vallis Brady from Swan. Uh, you yeah, Vallis would be a good politician. I think those guys could be pretty decent politicians. Uh, I'd maybe even like uh, Francis. He's already been a politician. I don't know what the legalities are of, uh, you know, him getting a green card in the states and becoming a politician, or whether he'd want to. But I, I don't know if you're giving these guys compliments or not, though. That's the question. Well, I th- it is. It's a compliment because I know they're they're awesome Bitcoiners, and and it's like uh, I forget what movie I was just watching. But it's it's the idea. Oh, it's Gladiator. It's the idea of, you know, give those people the power that don't want the power and they will be the best rulers. So since I know those guys are such ardently against fiat politicians and being awesome Bitcoiners. And if we, you know, held them and we're like, yo, you are our politician of choice and, and they actually serve their people then I think those are politicians I could back. But those are some strenuous uh, circumstances. So I'm not going to hold my breath, guys. Yeah. So um... the, the type of politician I want to see, like Warren Davidson and Cynthia Lummis have really set the bar for what I want in a politician now. They're very pro-Bitcoin and pro-freedom. If you don't know Warren, 
I'm pretty sure everyone knows Cynthia Lummis. If you don't know Warren Davidson, he's the guy who um, said, you know, Bitcoin, not shitcoin during a congressional hearing. He's the guy who had to explain, I think he explained the HODL meme during one of the latest congressional hearings. Um, the dude literally hates big government. Like he wants to limit big government and he's all about Bitcoin and Bitcoin only, not not crypto. He's a Bitcoin guy. Um, they've set the standard and I don't want to settle for anything less, so... Yeah, all poli- like the the next politician I see, like they're really champion, you know, championing for for Bitcoin, you know, at the highest level we need them to, and this is coming at a really important time where people like um, Elizabeth Warren, I almost forgot her name, um, they're really trying to attack Bitcoin and get rid of it. Uh, the next politician that I see on the same level of Warren Davidson and Cynthia Lummis would probably be Josh Mendel from Ohio. Um, he really, really wants to just go into Congress and fight side by side with Cynthia Lummis for Bitcoin. And I think if we can get more people like that who are strictly for Bitcoin, strictly for freedom, and just multiply them in Congress, like it's that's going to be really good for Bitcoin. And I know a lot of Bitcoiners may disagree with that because they say, oh, like politicians don't matter. But like if you want Bitcoin in the United States as soon as possible, it kind of fucking matters. I'd agree. Warren Davidson is pretty based. Didn't he, Nick, didn't he just try to push some legislation that is better for Bitcoin or he's pushing it this last week. I saw him in the news recently. The legislation he pushed was just, it's just like, it's protecting your right to own your own keys and to transact peer to peer. Um, And I saw a lot of Bitcoiners shitting on that, talking about like, Oh, like, I don't need it. Like, you don't need a law for that. You know, blah, blah, blah. You can already do that. It's like, well, yeah, no fucking shit. But it's not a bad thing to have more laws, you know, protecting Bitcoin that doesn't, you know, hinder Bitcoin in any way. Yeah, that, that's why it's always this funny thing. It's like, I, I know people, a lot of people say, you know, Bitcoin's inevitable, whatever. But I was like, well, what kind of journey do you want us to kind of embark on here? Do you want like, so I, I completely agree. It's like, we shouldn't be. I mean, why why would we be upset that there'd be a politician doing something that is truly in Bitcoin's best interest and, and, and you get like, you know, butthurt about that? Like, do we want this to be a painful journey or, you know, something that's more smooth sailing? So, uh, yeah, it's always kind of bizarre when people get frustrated when a politician is trying to advance and actually doing it through action, not just sort of politicking and, you know, campaigning about it, but actually, you know, putting forth legislation that is favorable. You know, what's kind of, you know, it's so predictable that's happening is that, I mean, it's quite obvious, right? You know, the politicians that we just kind of rattled through, um, they're all, yeah, they're all conservatives or all Republicans. So of course this is going to, this is going to become a political football, like every fucking thing that ever comes up now these days. So, um, I think any sort of like hope that um, this could be a bipartisan issue. I think even there's a few politicians that say like, oh, I think this is going to be a bipartisan. Like, fuck, no, it's not. Nothing's a bipartisan issue. Um, It just happens that 
I mean, based on the early trend that the Republicans have got to figure out a bit more because like, yeah, they've been more sort of moving towards these libertarian tendencies as the left. And I'm some, and I'm somebody who like hand raised. I, I don't give a shit about either side. I never have. Um, I full can to be fully candid. I the only politician I ever voted for was Ron Paul. But like between the red and blue team, it's just how this is kind of evolving. And the left has gone completely fucking nuts and they're pushing these crazy authoritarian tendencies. And so, you know, the right and conservatives right now, the ones that have at least spoken out about it, are getting things right about Bitcoin. And so to me, that's a problem that the left has to figure out. But I just don't think they will because, yeah, because everyone just has to be a counterweight to what the other side's doing. So, yeah, it's just going to be this, like I said, another political game. Yeah. And, um, I I was talking about this with someone I know who's more left-leaning today, getting his thoughts on it, and uh, he, he really agrees with this. Um, I think that a lot of the major, and I because I, I don't want to call them the elite, but like the major big leftist politicians have already decided that they're anti-Bitcoin and they're going to pin Bitcoin as a right-wing thing. And, like, that's going to backfire on them fucking bad in many different ways. And they're going to miss out on Bitcoin. And kind of like what Optimus was talking about earlier about how, you know, this political stuff moves in, like, pendulums. Like, the pendulum's all the way on the left right now. And adopting Bitcoin, I just think it's going to, you know, under Republicans really pushing for it, it's just going to send the pendulum back to the right. And, um... There's one more point I wanted to make. Um, yeah, I just think the left have, have really just fucked over their chances. Like, they're going to make this a partisan issue. They're going to blame it on the right. And then if the politicians on the right are smart, they're literally just going to pin inflation on the left and say, look how much money Joe Biden and these idiots are printing, like, you can't afford meat, you can't afford a car, you can't afford a house now because, you know, they're going to act like they weren't money printing as well when they were in office. And um, they're just going to pin inflation on the left and then they're going to sell Bitcoin as the solution. I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to do that. They would do that if they were smart. They'd be doing that right now. But um, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. Well, yeah, the, the other big interesting thing is... Um... I mean, who knows what happens 2024. And this is the last thing I'll speak about, like, politics, because uh, I know uh, Optimus is not a fan of all this shit, probably. Um, but, like, you know, if Donald Trump is going to be the guy, I mean, he's been somebody who's been very outspoken against Bitcoin, right? So, like, is he, would he dig his, I mean, fuck, and, and how comical is it right now that, like, th th these are our choices in America, just teetering back between, like, Biden and Trump, like, in fucking perpetuity. But, like, it actually is, though. It, like, it might be, because, like, when the empire gets so large, it becomes immovable sometimes. And that's what leads to, like, a, a collapse. But, you know, it might, might be for, it might be a crab walk like this for a while. I mean, shit, yeah, I'm good on those guys. I mean, that they're, they haven't keeled over, um, especially, like, the shape they're in. But, like, uh, yeah, but Trump, I mean, he's been super anti-Bitcoin. So it's like, yeah, even if the the conservatives or whatever have some more like um politicians in that camp that have been more favorable to it i mean then you've got if you know trump somehow wins in 2024 you've got you know a president that's been more frankly anti-bitcoin vocally than biden although that just because, might be because biden doesn't know what planet he's on 
Yeah, I mean, like you know, look like to what back back to what you said about uh people trying to bring that left right shit into Bitcoin, and I think like uh that inevitability is just like a social media inevitability. You know what I mean? And um, like in person, I never talk about it. I never heard someone say, "Oh, I heard Bitcoin is for white supremacists," and like I heard all my Bitcoiner friends are homophobic and whatever all these fucking idiots are saying. Like, you know. Um, so I think like in real life, you're orange pilling people and people get it. And I haven't had one person be like, you know what? I fucking hate that idea of fucking self-responsibility. Some people might say, Hey, like might not be for me right now in my situation, but you know, good to know, or, you know, these are how the conversations are ending. Right. So I think like sometimes when we're on this app, like things might seem like one way or another, but I think that whole left, right shit, like it is going to break down in, in people's minds. Cause like, people talk to me and they're like, oh, so like, you know, like I, I've never voted for anything, right? And every time I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll vote this year. I like look at it and then I'm like, nah, like, dude, I'll, like, and it, it's it's like a network. I look at it like in the, when people have like their shit coins or Ethereum, like, or our Ethereum maxis even, you know, and it's like, okay, you're choosing that. I'm going to choose Bitcoin and we just, we'll see what happens. You know, you choose, you, you, you keep voting harder and I'll keep voting not at all and paying attention to other things and we'll see who lives a better life because then the day like i only got one of these motherfuckers and i'm in this bitch and i'm happy to be here with you guys you know because like you know everyone's basically saying like yeah fuck all that noise one thing i wanted to add is um yeah i don't think if trump does win like i really don't think he's going to adopt bitcoin even though he literally is like one of the perfect people to do it with how much he's been censored and just fucked over by getting his bank accounts canceled and stuff. Um, we got to remember though, that like we have the global reserve currency at the moment and I doubt anybody left or right want to give up that power. Cause like we, we literally have the world at our fingertips. And um, so I feel like unless, you know, I'm just looking at it wrong. Like, it's going to be a while before we have a Bitcoin or president, like an actual proper Bitcoin or president. And I feel like it's going to have to be like a grassroots movement up, you know, like, you know, like, let's say just throwing out names like a fucking Parker Lewis ran and eventually, you know, got his way up there. Like, you know, that's the only way I could see the U.S. adopting a proper Bitcoin standard in, you know, the next like 20 years. But yeah. I love Nick putting in his early Parker Lewis shill for president. I mean, meme it into reality, you know. Pierre Richard, Parker Lewis, 2024. Pierre Richard, head of treasury. Um, Parker Lewis, president. Few. Optimus Fields, head of memes for Parker. Uh, PR, I, I don't know, uh, maybe I, I'll definitely be able to get them, uh, you know, talking, but I might not be on brand Nick. You, you, you know that? Oh yeah. I was about to say, you know, that job that Jen Paskey does for Biden and she just like deflects everything. Like you could be that, but just like deflect everything to Bitcoin. Well, I like to think of myself like you might be too young for this reference, Nick. But I know Shishi and Coin Icarus and Hobo will get this reference. But it's like I will be uh, the her hood interpreter 
for the black president, Dave Chappelle skit. Uh, Nick, you're probably too young. You should go check that out and you'll get the reference later. But yo, I got some yellow cake and uh, I wanted to point out. Bro, I got point. it right here in this CIA napkin. Hey, yo, don't drop that yellow cake. Yo, he's got that yellow cake. Oh, don't drop that yellow cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh since i have the mic i wanted to wait are you trying to say that like barack obama wasn't like a black president right he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't he was pretty much i think i don't know that might be a sticky topic not sure i don't know man <laughs> oil we'll uh, say something about oil Oh, uh, Nick was pointing out, uh, and I- I'm bringing this back a little bit, but I got a few points here, and and then we we are pushing the two hour mark, so I will be ending the recording soon. But I wanted to make a few points. So Nick was talking about the pendulum swinging to, um, you know, from from the left to the right, and the and the right endorsing. Uh, Bitcoin and how the left may be hurting their voter base by, you know, not acknowledging Bitcoin in the same light. And I believe that you may be right, but kind of like, who cares? You know, like we, we, (laughs) we already know that, you know, the right and the left are two wings of the same bird. Um, We, we kind of already know that the left uses their voter base as pawns and fodder and you know for the most part while the right may be considered racist we know for the majority they consider themselves uh, resourceful and entrepreneurs and hard workers so you know i don't really consider myself left or right i kind of think it's all bullshit and i I'm, I'm more of a just leave me the fuck alone and let me do what i do type of person so i think in the end if that is the case nick and you may be right um i think you know like people will get bitcoin when they deserve it and uh if you want to be lazy and try to steal other people's property well you're gonna have a rude awakening one day and um you know it just it is what it is like you got to follow natural laws and stealing from other people. Some kindergarten merch. (laughs) Facts. Facts. And then, um, back to a point that Tucson, Tucson Bitcoin always, always, uh, jokingly emphasizes where I say, if you vote, then you kind of don't have a right to complain. So shouts out to Shishi out here. Cause we're on the same boat. I think not voting is the only time that you can complain about the shit because, you know, voting is picking one of two evils, which means you're partaking in the evil. So, guys, I would emphasize not voting and vote with your dollar, vote with your pocketbook, go buy some Bitcoin. And uh, another point, guys. Vote with your feet. Yeah, vote, vote with your with, feet. Vote with exactly. your feet. Exactly. Guys, vote with we've your feet. Yeah, vote with your dick. I was, I was, that's I was coming for it. It's smarter. Vote with that's, your semen. That's the, that's the smartest. Yes. That is the smartest out here. Cause guys, they are robbing you. Be aware. Uh, the the fake CPI inflation numbers came in. So unless you're sleeping under a rock, you are aware that you are being robbed. And uh, everything we've been saying tonight is all interrelated. 
you better get yourself prepared. You better buy Bitcoin. You better snap on here and listen to Bitcoin Kindergarten every week. Dude, vote with your semen. Hashtag vote with your semen. Guys, can we get vote with your semen trending? Holy shit. That would be amazing. Wow. Do we have some clout? Jesus Christ. All right, guys. Before before I wrap this up and before I waste any more of your time, I want you guys to uh, to notice how many blocks have came in during this conversation. If I remember correctly, and you guys know I have a bad memory, we started this show at 723,680. And I've been watching blocks come in over here. And you guys hopefully been able to see it on the screen. And we are at block height 723,695. So, guys, blocks are freaking flying in. I've been seeing one to two minute blocks during the show. And, man, it's looking bullish as fuck out there, guys. For those that don't know, a lot of hash power has come on the network. Hence why the blocks are coming in super fast. So, under the hood, guys super bullish we know the bitcoin price is going sideways we know the world is talking about bitcoin more bitcoin's on freaking fox news now it's on the biggest podcast on spotify guys the world is waking up are we hitting the suddenly part of gradually then suddenly fuck if i know but i'm still stacking shishi you want to put in some words of wisdom while we wrap this show up What's good, G? No, I just, my shit was frozen. I couldn't tell if I was muted or unmuted, you know? And, like, my shit's been acting up. Or you see me popping in and out, like, all show, just, like, I don't know. My phone's freaking out. I think I'm going to sell it and get a new one. Hashtag at Twitter support. Get your spaces shit together. Come on, man. We're trying to host shows over here. We're trying to make your shit popular and relevant. Honestly, I think I think it's the bearishness of the show that my phone was just like it was the first time it was having issues, you know. So, and I just want to put it out there that you know there was like a huge you know candle from thirty five k to forty four k, and that all that bearish shit was pure fucking noise. We just barely missed ten k candle. Yo, I heard someone say bearish, secular, whatever. Fucking, bro, take your think boy trash and throw that shit where it belongs. Fucking academia. Get him, Shishi. Tell him how you really feel. Let's get a Shishi rant. Let's wrap this up with Shishi rant. You know how I really feel is that when I tell people how to fucking use Strike and they're just like, yeah, I think I'm not going to sign up for like an, another app right now. And I'm just like, man, have fun staying poor, dude. Shut up. Um, and that's so like literally what I'm doing. Up free five dollars, huh? dude. When it goes up to ten bucks, I'm like, yo, it's ten bucks right now. That's how fucking poor everybody's like that. Don't that's buy your Corvette in like five years. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you should you should make like a website that prices everything in uh, dollars at parity, or at least in pesos at parity, like somewhere like you know, like Mexican like price everything in Mexican peso parity. You know, it's like somewhat realistic. No, real time stat parity pricing. Yeah, I was gonna say send them to that website that shows them like how much Bitcoin they could have had if they didn't buy the stupid shit. So like, you know, if you knew someone who bought like a shake weight and now they could have had like 
fucking tens of millions of dollars, like that should whip him in a shape. What about that yeah. silly bass that would sing the song when you would walk by? Might wanna Dude. take a note for note. Uh, you know what's crazy when I tell people about the those Bitcoin faucets in the past, like how much Bitcoin you can just like press a button that just like sends you like free Bitcoin. You know, you know about that shit. I don't know. When I tell people about Dude, that those shit, those used to like, like, five Bitcoin out. Yeah. Well, we have a reverse faucet, guys. Uh, top left corner, you can send us Bitcoin. It's this new revolutionary. <laughs> You're not even gonna give us merch anymore, huh? No, no, I'm still gonna scam you guys out of merch, out of your Bitcoin. Actually, I'm giving you merch and I'm scamming you out of your Bitcoin. I'm, I'm, all right, dude. This, look, I'm giving you guys the whole game plan. Don't, t- don't say I've never given you alpha. All right, guys. Everyone's talking about going, uh, leveraging their fiat to, to you know, take out loans and, and. Uh, go degen long on bitcoin well i am doing the same thing i'm leveraging my fiat to get merch to scam you guys out of your bitcoin dude who would have thought that you could produce products and services that people want for their bitcoin and create a parallel economy honestly scamming is thriving guys we are this thriving is just business simple thermodynamics guys it's Wait, how basic math. How do you even tip? I don't see where you do it. Uh, you got to be on YouTube and t- and our yeah. That's how sophisticated we are. We ask for you tips and we don't even it. can't even get people to tip us. Actually, Wanik is maybe maybe dude. Maybe we should put the tip in the nest next time. Holy shit! Actually, dude, you guys, you guys are Beavis and Butthead in real time. <laughs> like, uh, dude, honestly, yeah. rebrand. Bitcoin, Honestly, if we, if we make like uh, a million sats, I'm gonna rug pull and never show up again. That's my price, or or 850 bucks. See, uh, guys, you guys in the Bitcoin community ask for full transparency, but when you get full transparency, you don't know what it looks like. This is what it is, guys. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> can we get a can we get a shitcoin sponsor? That'd be pretty funny. Like, Yo, hey, honestly, this, this podcast is brought to you by uh, Grasscoin. It's like, right. don't buy it, but they're giving yeah, us money. I, I think you should do it, and then we just shit on it. Like, we all, like, learn about it, and we just destroy it until they take away the money, but you just keep doing it, and you just keep funneling all that shitcoin liquidity into good old bitties. Let's go. Agreed. Uh, we just shit on it every episode and take their money. That did. We might. We might have a business plan there. There. That might actually even be entertaining. It's actually moral a janitorial story, service, bro. Moral of the story is you can trust us with your money. <laughs> Please send us your money. We are just early. <laughs> oh Yo, my god! Is this what you, Is this what you meant by being a pirate? Yeah, we coming for that booty. Yo, so like a few years ago, Wynicus hits me up. He's like, yo, I have a great idea. I'm going to become a billionaire. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like, how you going to do it? He's like, I'm going to ask everybody in the world for a dollar. And I was just like, damn, it's actually legit. Like, I actually wonder if it'll work, you know? 
So we're changing it to sats. I need to get a billion sats. Yeah, and then you need to like hold till dollar sat parity, and then send picks from the from the pirate ship. So what? Right. A sat from everyone. I I can back that. Yeah, we only need one eighth of the population. So, and what's that a sat? Like adoption. the whole world can afford it. Literally, this is how mass adoption happens. You can think make Winekiss wealthy. <laughs> it's simple thermodynamics, guys. <laughs> yeah, I love Michael Saylor for giving me that word. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever seen those like YouTube video rants of his? But they put it with like the rain behind, like they put like the rain effects, and it's like him sitting like in the rain. Yeah, always runs those. They're like. 10 hour long Michael Saylor rants <laughs> with like rain <laughs> with like a rainforest in the background or something. I've seen yeah, him by like the beach and like the waves are crashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one on the beach was so good. Yeah, honestly, I'm telling you, like, I honestly like listen to those. Like they're they're so good, man. And there's so much good meme. There's so many good memes in there. That there could is be no true. second best. Yeah. <laughs> That's how she she gets to bed. That's his white noise. What's the second best crypto asset? There is no second no best. Alright, guys. With that, we will leave you and we won't take any more of your time. Guys, this is Optimus Fields at My Living Truth. This was Bitcoin Kindergarten. Come back next week. We are live every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, we don't have, we don't have a guest next week yet, but maybe we can finagle some stuff. Maybe some interesting stuff will happen and, uh, we can entertain you. Oh, Max Kaiser's coming. 